Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy Newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Holland. Chris is not here. And I'm Jason. <laughs> and this is our special guest for this week, Jason. Woo! How's it going? It's Jason Inman. You might know him as the co-host of DC All Access. Yep. He also is uh, one of the brains behind Redshirt Diaries. Yep. And he also hosts a podcast called, called Geek History Lesson. There it is. Which we were talking about before that I like to think is the, is, is, is the grandfather of this podcast. Because you told me once that you said you listened to ours and that's what made you want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. It was nuts. It's good to come around the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys both wear red shirts on purpose? No. I actually... Better Call Murdoch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, right. Sorry. Uh, Jason's shirt says Better Call Murdoch. Yep. That's and great. mine is the the loot crate yep. D and D shirt, yep. that, like everyone has. But now that you pointed it out, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a marketing plug for Red Shirt Diaries, which Omar is a writer on, and it's premieres September fourteenth. Yeah. But enough of that. Let's talk about Buffy because that's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's. You know what? Let's, we'll come back to that. But mm-hmm. let's head to the library and talk about what's my line part one. Why is it called What's My Line? We need to talk about that. Yeah. I think it's I was trying to figure she that says, out. She because they're doing the career test, and she's like, oh, and it's a whole, like, what's my line? And I guess that's like a saying. Should like, we say I think that? Should we say this of, for the episode? It's like a 90 saying. Oh, this is all. I mean, oh, this is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's some sort of, like, saying. Because she brings it up to Angel, mm. like, very just, like... What's my line? She says it's a whole what's my line, mm. I think, is the oh. line. Oh. So it's like a I did phrase. not catch that. I was like trying to figure it out, though. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into analyzing the title of this, and possibly <laughs> part two, also called the same thing, yep. but part two, um, Jason, what's your relationship with Buffy? How did you get into Buffy? Um, my relationship with Buffy happened when they made, it was weird, I didn't watch it live until the sixth season, because I heard about the cancellation of it on Warner Brothers, sure. and then UPN at the time, you know, that great network, <laughs> um, picked it up, and I was like, okay, well, I should go check this out, and... I liked the sixth season at the time, so I went back and rewatched it. And I will be honest with you, I am more of an Angel fan than I am a Buffy fan because I was uh, watched most of that, and I love that series. And I, I have not watched Buffy since watching it the the, the first time. So on TV. On, on TV. So watching these two episodes were the first time I've seen them since my rewatch back then. There, but that's that's my relationship to Buffy. I think the musical episode's great. Uh, I think Angel's better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll definitely have you back for uh, Hyperion. Uh, are you guys gonna talk. go all? The, are you guys gonna go all the yeah. way to, to Angel? We, I think, I think so. we are, and like, because Chris really wants to do Angel. I've never watched Angel. Like, Angel oh, is the only it. Whedon mm-hmm. show I've never seen. And then I was planning on watching it because last summer I was doing a Buffy rewatch, mm. and then I was like, I'll watch it up to the point where Angel comes in, and then I'll watch Angel and Buffy at the same time. Yeah, I was just say you got to flip flop. Yeah. Are you gonna you got to flip flop the episode? I think we're gonna flip flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I ended up like stopping my rewatch, and then I started again. Obviously, back in like January, mm-hmm. February, yeah. when we were doing because there's a lot, there's podcast, a lot of crossovers so. in the early Angel episodes because yeah. they kept like knocking it over the head because yeah. I don't think Angel was yeah. getting the ratings they wanted. They were like, "This is a Buffy show, guys." Yeah. <laughs> well, then also I it's like a that it's lab, yeah. for TV. I like that it's more of like a crime show, I guess, because yeah. like Buffy yeah. is in a way, um, and I I just watch only crime shows mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's also the thing too, like the the, the difference I would say about Angel is that. In Angel, I feel the stakes are more real. Okay. Like, because some disturbing, really hard stuff happens in Angel. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Buffy, I feel, because maybe it started out in high school, that it's like, at the end of the day, we're still going to go home to mom. Right. You There's know? still that yeah. safety. Yeah, yeah. In, 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 in Angel, in Angel yeah. it's like, well, one of your characters is going to spend six months at the bottom of the ocean dying. Have fun. <laughs> 
That's nice to look forward to. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, speaking of people on the ocean, uh, Chris is not with us this week. Uh, last we talked to him, he was on a. He had just gotten back off of a boat. Off a boat. Because there was a thunderstorm. And he tried to talk to us via the internet and <laughs> cut out. It was really ominous. Mm-hmm. We just heard Chris go, oh, God. And then there's a picture of a monkey bird. Uh, yes. So he's, um, <laughs> so he's, he's not going to be with us for, for this. But <laughs> nonetheless, we'll, we'll try to do a cram session without him and oh, see how okay. that goes. Yeah. Uh, Can we do like line by line? Yeah, let's do, let's, let's go in a circle. Sure, let's see how well it's this gonna works. It's going to loop back, Jason. I think you'll only get one, unfortunately. Unless, unless you kick it off. Let's have you kick it off. Oh, okay, sure, sure. So what's going to happen is in five sentences, we're going to try yep. to summarize the episode. Uh, I, there's a little cheat that I use in my heart for, for these kind of things, but let's just be organic mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can hear, there's hellhounds in the back <laughs> okay. uh, yep. bringing up this crime so session. I get, so I get one sentence. Yeah, so okay. let's, let's hit the music and let's do this. It's career day at Sunnydale, and Buffy mises that she wants a normal job? <laughs> great. I mean, great. Let's go with the high concept. Yep. <laughs> Let's start with a character high concept. Yep. Holland, you want to take sentence two? Oh, God. Um, uh, all right. So as the, the students of Sunnydale High School are being placed in their uh, career paths, uh, Buffy is disheartened because she knows that she has one destiny and it is to be the Slayer. Great. Let's set that up. That's great. That's yep. an important Already, building block. I know, but that's still the beginning that's great. Of the <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Spike is on a mission to heal Drew oh. and is looking to get revenge on everyone who has wronged him and in doing so, hires the help of skilled assassins. Three. Three skilled assassins show up and through a series of fights, Buffy beats them all. Great, yeah. Let's just, yeah. That's the <laughs> details. And then the, the last sentence could yeah, be the important bring it character. Home, bring it on home. Yep. Also, uh, we find a character stowed away on an airplane, um, and she is eventually revealed to be Kendra, the other slayer. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. There you go. That was great. Yep. We did a great job, gang. Yep. And Oz gets shot in the arm. <laughs> the sixth sure, sentence, sure, six yes. sentence would be, cue the ice skating montage. Yeah, right. Ice skating. <laughs> Uh, so this is, um, a very interesting two-parter, uh, sorry, well, this is, let's not get there yet. Yes. This is an interesting episode, because we are now looking at not just, like, a week-to-week monster of the week Buffy adventure, right? This is sort of, we're pulling back a little bit and looking at what would someone's life be like. Mm. Buffy's being encouraged to look forward and, and, and take a career test mm. to find out what she would do. It's in this episode we find out the career, right? Is this yes. the, it, law enforcement? Law yeah. enforcement, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Xander is prison guard. <laughs> prison guard. And then Willow is like computer advanced genius. computer programmer yeah, genius. Yeah, like these weird suits that like take her away and like Oz. Okay, the that same thing. that was such a weird part of the episode because yeah. these two government guys show up. They take her behind a curtain, which is just in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And somehow they've set up a butler and like couches, and they're in the hallway. <laughs> it's are these the same people that took away Marcy? It could be. I mean, they are wearing suits. Invisible people and software. Mm. That's what they deal with, specifically. (laughs) And and, and I know we don't like to talk about future episodes, but let's just say a future Buffy boyfriend works for the same organization. Sure. Let's just just meld them all in. Maybe there's there's seeds of the greater universe that are present Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely possible. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this Seth Green's first episode? No. Well, this is the first... He's in other episodes, but this is the first episode where you kind of, like, actually meet him more. You only really see him associating with... What's his name? Like, Darren? The guy in the band? Yeah. The asshole that, like, Cordelia's dating? Yeah. You see him interact, like, outside of the gang. This is the first time you see him interact with, like, Willow and, like, Be part of the Scoobies. And, like, yeah. Now, I will say that they're rewatching this, this first episode. Sure. Um... There were two things that stood out to me. And again, this is the first Buffy episode I've probably seen in maybe 15 years. Sure. Wow. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, maybe 10 years. Probably a little mm-hmm. bit. Give or take. There's two things that really stood out to me. One, there were so many scenes in this between like Buffy having a problem between Buffy and Angel. Like being like, oh, I just want the normal life and I want this. And then, you know, and... and Buffy being like, I want to kiss you. And Angel like, you can't kiss me. I'm a vampire. You know, that I remember seeing those exact scenes in so many episodes <laughs> just with different dialogue. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's so weird that, that 10 years removed, that's the thing that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, number two, if you look at Buffy's room as it is set rest, she has more than one poster of the Manhattan skyline. What is the deal with that? Oh. She, has, she has two posters of the Manhattan skyline. And, like, there's one over a bookshelf, and there's, like, one over by here. And I'm just like, what was the set dressers... Like, what is Buffy's weird connection to Manhattan? She's originally from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that in the first episode where Cordelia says, like, you're from L.A., so you mm-hmm. you, you pass... You, you don't have to take the oral or something like yeah. that, right? But there's... I don't think there's any mention of... Yeah. Maybe she's no, a huge Friends so. fan? I, the, I think the set dresser Maybe. is from Manhattan <laughs> and just loves it. But or, or but like WB book, had like yeah, a bunch of like Manhattan posters. It's funny because like I had that poster too in my, my dorm room in college. Like that same... That mm. like standard like yeah. black and white mm. like Manhattan poster. And I feel like it's probably just like but the most is, common her, poster. Yeah, hers is color... But it's at night. But she, oh. but the, the, she has two different... She has two different viewpoints of downtown Manhattan at night. It's, it's, go back, like, I'm not joking, like, go back and watch this episode, they're there. Is she, like, secretly Spider-Man? No, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> She's got a lot else on her plate. I don't know, those are the two things to say. <laughs> That's really silly. If anyone has a theory about why Buffy has so much Manhattan memorabilia, yeah, the deal? <laughs> we would love to know. Feel free to tweet us at SSG Podcast your theories, because we need them. Uh, yeah. This is going to keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah, what is the, what is the secret Manhattan undertones of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> Uh, Sheen doesn't sleep because she's out slaying. Maybe the go. city doesn't sleep because maybe there it's also go. on patrol. There you go. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> before we get into... Hellmouth, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's oh. Kitchen is Chelsea, though. Is that still like Manhattan? Yes. Uh, according to the Netflix Chelsea. series, it's all over New York. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, because I feel like Hell's Kitchen is specifically Chelsea. Correct. I suck at geography, but Chelsea is part of... Manhattan, because it's Your job lower. Is it's upper. Good. It, it's still there. It's just it's hipster town and yeah. New York, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's where like it's our terminal, Silver Lake. It's LA Silver Lake. Uh, That's okay. where Hell's Kitchen is now. Yeah, I haven't been to New York in. Can you guys imagine? This? Well, actually, there's a Silver Lake hero, Animal Man. Oh, is he from? That Silver takes Lake? place in Silver Lake. Yeah, there you go. great book. That's our connection to Buffy. Great book. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so. <laughs> Before we get into uh, her relationship with Angel, stuff with Spike, the ice skating, which we definitely need to talk about, and really an amazing, an amazing introduction to the to this series and, and to Buffy's story uh, of Kendra, uh, I just want to talk about in terms of career test and her calling. Um, one thing I like about Buffy, and I feel like because this dialogue has come up mm-hmm. so much, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's definitely very definite in this, definitely in this episode and overall in the two parter. 
her calling isn't a thing where like I, I can't tell people my secret identity mm-hmm. because it'll hurt the people that I that are close to me. It's not like a Batman Begins sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not a thing where it's like my power will be abused, or whatever. It's I get the feeling it's definitely like a something very personal from Joss, where it's it's being written out or and from the entire writing staff of um, I there's something dark inside of me, and that's something I'm just burdened with. Whether it's the calling to have to fight vampires at night and they're like gross creatures, or depression or anxiety, I feel like in this episode specifically, that's how it plays out. Where she can't do things that normal people can, quote unquote normal mm-hmm. people can do, because there's something inside of her that doesn't allow her, she can't even imagine having a job. And that's kind of what I read. How will I she read. pay the rent? How will she pay the rent? <laughs> That's going to be a huge issue, which is an issue for a lot of us. Mm. Uh, but if you have something holding you back from working a job, I can see that being mm. much worse. Yeah. But, but that's just how I read it. I just wanted to throw that out to you guys. Well, yeah, I mean, and she has the whole conversation with Giles where she's like, but I can't get a job. And he's like, oh, no, you like have your normal job, and then you have this. And he's like, like I'm a librarian and a watcher. <laughs> and she's like, well, those go hand in hand. And then there's like the reoccurring like law enforcement mm. joke. Yeah. She well, made a pretty great it's cop. funny questions when, when I was watching this show uh, and, and I and I watched it with uh, um, Ashley Robinson actually because uh, I was like yeah you just watch this previous, other one watch this one guest yes from this season. Um, and when this came up we we did the thing uh, what what did your career test say for <laughs> yeah. you? so I want to know your answers what did your career test in high school say for you and let's see how accurate they are I got a great one okay sure uh, uh, cement mason really was mine I kid you not okay cement mason yeah. Did you did you take a career test no, in high school? No, we never took career tests. In high well, you uh, were going to be communicating. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, a specialized high school for communications, so oh, like okay. film and like television, radio. Got it. Got um, it. What about you, Chris? Mayor. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mine said politician. Politician. Yeah, that's Whoa. what mine said. Politician. You have a great so. speaking voice. I can yeah, see that. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I, it, was, it was probably like a bunch of questions. Where were like, do you like speaking in front of people? Yes. And, <laughs> and, and YouTube host had not existed. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I feel like so many of us just funneled out of politics into YouTube. I yep. think that's <laughs> you can track that migra- migratory pattern. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Yeah, because again, it's it's it is interesting that like law enforcement, but it also brings up the idea of Unbreakable, which is a great. What I think is M. Night Shyamalan's best film. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Brian Dunn in that, or mm-hmm. is it Benjamin Dunn? I can't remember. Uh, he's the guard. And, like, it's because he's the, also a hero. You're right. And it feels like, so, like, that's the closest that he can get in the real world. So, like, for Buffy to get law enforcement, and to be honest with you, like, that would be, I think she'd be okay at it. No, I think it totally makes <laughs> I sense. I was actually, yeah. I yeah. was thinking about this before I wrote this episode because I'm gonna, I'm, starting like a series of just like like personal essays and it's gonna be like why like watching crime shows like turned me into like this like super feminist and so I was like picking <laughs> okay I want to read that no, it'll make sense. <laughs> so I was thinking of like the characters that I was gonna focus on and then I was thinking about Buffy and I was like well she actually has all of the traits of these characters and Buffy is basically a crime show it's just working outside of like mm-hmm standard law it is it's yeah, working yeah. in a more sure. like supernatural it's keeping sense. a balance yeah, yeah you're right yeah. yeah so i was thinking about that and then i was like because buffy basically like buffy in her own way works in law enforcement as like a in like a vigilante justice mm-hmm. yeah totally way. i read somewhere back in college which was oh so long ago uh i'm just kidding i just i feel like everyone says that now but um i remember reading at some point that it was a, a it was it's dumb and it was an old essay but masculine characters 
um, fight for the individual and sense of identity. Whereas um, feminine characters, not necessarily men or women, but feminine characters, according to this essay, mm-hmm. fight to maintain justice and to maintain a system. And I thought that That's was definitely Buffy. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Where it's like... Uh, but what about Batman? That means Batman's a feminine character because he fights for justice. I would say so. Yeah. Batman yeah. totally fights for justice. He doesn't care about his identity. Yeah. But he is like... Superman Superman fights for his identity. But yeah. Bat, but Batman fights for justice. That's so, interesting. So Batman's the woman in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can, honestly, I can see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to now roll back to what you just said. But Holland. is it, I'm confused by the whole masculine feminine thing. Because it's, it, it's the masculine character, not the male character. And I think the terms masculine and feminine are also just... Because... Okay. They died when Jean-Luc Godard made the movie. <laughs> Little <laughs> film joke. Uh, and it wasn't even funny. It wasn't. It didn't even make I'll sense. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the symbols are floating back in the space. Uh, I'm trying to think of what job you would have gotten if you had taken a career test in high school. I don't know. I now I want to take one. I just want to find one online. You can. You can. Totally. I, I think. Because I, I don't like just. I think you should. Just, you, should you should share that on the. Someone on, deleted them. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll post so, it on, share that on, the, on, the, on the Facebook or the Twitter. Yeah. Like what you're because I think that, that now that we've introduced this concept, yeah. I think people are going to want to know. I want to know. And I you should know also share what Chris is. You should make Chris take it as we well. We should t- make yeah. Chris take it. I'm very curious. Yeah. Chris is going to get like a really good one too. I bet you. Yeah. It's going to get like million a hedge funder. But you have to find like the really like old school like. Yeah. You know, like, like it can't be something that would have, like, actor on it, because, like, where I came from, like, nobody believed that actor yeah. was a job, so that's why it wasn't yeah. an option. Yeah. <laughs> and living in L.A., I still think that some people feel that yep, way. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so weird. Um, another thing that's completely off the subject, um, speaking of masculine and feminine characters, look at Spike and Drusilla's relationship. Now, yeah. yes. I have to think, because Spike is definitely... The more feminine. And I think it's even when you go think about it, like, even physically because of his blonde hair. Yeah. Like, I think they intentionally made his blonde hair and Drusilla's brown because it's like, oh, Drusilla's the power. But here's again. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce this to you. Um, do we like Drusilla? Yes. <laughs> I hate her. Really? Why? I hate her. Why do you hate her? Um, because I never understand her motivations. Ever. Okay. Like, it just seems like her motivations are... I'm gonna fuck with you. And yeah. I and I always feel that, like, and again, this is me coming from a writing background, I don't feel that's a strong motivation for me. Whereas Spike is, like, Spike is, is I think, is why he's such a well-defined character, mm-hmm. is because, like, I will do anything to make sure that this woman doesn't suffer, whether it's yeah. Drusilla or Buffy. Yeah. It yeah. changes. Yeah. Um, and then Angels is all, like, I don't care what I do, but what I do has to be good. I cannot be a bad person. Right. Whereas Drusilla's there is, it seems like, well, I'm going to manipulate Spike. I, I can't tell you what Drusilla's motivation is. Yeah. Ever. That's because I've always seen her as like sort of like an Ophelia or like Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. But that's in the context of four acts leading up to like Ophelia, mm-hmm. like dropping flowers on her father's body and like falling into a yeah. river. Sorry if you haven't. No, that's Hamlet. (laughs) That's a spoiler. Mm -hmm. She's. I would. She does remind me of Ophelia, but I think once they go, because they do go into her backstory. Is it this episode? Where they go into no no what angel did to her? Oh, the, she 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 drops a oh, couple yeah, lines. It's right. a part yeah. two though. Part two, she part drops two. a couple yeah. lines of part two. Yeah, so Which we'll have to wait yeah. next yep. week. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but, but basically, I think but viewers, we 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 watch both of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, but I think once they kind of understand how, I'm once they explain like what 
happened. Angel did to her uh-huh. and like what happened mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. It makes it's kind of a cop out to be like, oh, she's insane because her entire family was killed in front of her and she was driving crazy. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a lot of time how yeah. they play in a lot of episodes. Yeah. yeah. So like in a way it's like, okay, she's crazy so she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. But also I like her character because she gets to be waifish and like feminine and like mm-hmm. this like weird like creepy doll but at the same time she's the one who has all the power she is the yeah. power. so it's yep. like flipping that on its mm-hmm. head and that's why i like Drusilla. she's the superman of that right exactly yep. and that's why i think that's spikes the bat <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah it's kind of like um like she's the crazy drugged out rock star and he mm. is like the oscar winner for supporting role yeah she's like a, he he's her he's her bodyguard yeah 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 it's it's it, you know i don't i don't know like i've just never been a i've never been a huge fan of drusilla so you know I, and i'm not i'm not doing like you're wrong you're stupid no, no, you, okay. lo- love what characters you want to love fine. everybody's got opinions it's, it's okay i mean i hate xander this is the <laughs> argument we get into every episode i'm with you i'm with you chris isn't here chris is the oh, only is he a big xander he's gonna defender? be listening chris to this and he's just gonna be crying blood because like, chris Ow. isn't here to defend xander uh, you guys you really like xander. uh now I I actually here's the funny thing I I like Cordelia but not because of this series I like because of what happens to her which I'm not sure, going to say anything sure. about um, but like looking at her in this episode oh my god uh, here's the other <laughs> thing too like here's another observation that I noticed from watching this episode uh, and then I think we should talk about the ice skating the most important <laughs> yeah. scene and and even the Brotherhood the assassins um, yes Sunnydale High is a hallway. And you know what it is? <laughs> and it's, it's like a West Wing, but high school. Yeah. yeah. It's a singular Walk me, hallway. talking to me, walking me, yeah. talking to me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Except it's... that they have that one area that's like with the bookshelves. That's mm-hmm. like the like the loft area where they hang out sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, and the cafeteria. But it's mostly just that hallway. Mm-hmm. It's mostly it's mostly. Just now, did you guys? There. Did you guys? Let's, let's talk about the assassins. Did you guys? Well, they introduce the assassins, and we see the dude with the scar, and then yeah. we see um, the oh, who was the other one? Um, the, we saw two like human assassins. But, yeah. Like, no, we saw oh, her and, and then, then, and the then Kendra. Yeah. Yes. Because because the ice skating guy. Yeah. Ice skating attack. And guy. then it's weird maggot man <laughs> who is actually a supporting uh, actor that I've seen. In, I don't know his name, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Like he used to be a like the, the doctor on Picket Fences. What? That's oh, a, I need to watch. That's that. a that's a shout out for '90s television. I, David really, <laughs> I really need to watch Picket Fences. Um, yeah, he's on Picket Fences later. with Tom Skerritt. Um, but is I originally was thought I was like okay, so they introduced this assassin like guild, and I yeah. was like, oh, that's kind of a neat idea. Like especially if they treat it like the hand in Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, that's really cool. Um, and I was a little off put that one of the members was this maggot creature. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought it was going to be like all humans. Yeah, and then like maggot dude is there, and I feel like maggot demony dude would not be a part of this guild. I just don't know what he does because it looks like he just turns into magnets yeah. and then like. Falls on people as magnets. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then offers beauty supplies. I don't actually know like how he actually like captures people or hurts them in yeah. any way. He's just maggots. And this is yeah. such a this is two parters are the worst. I remember. I think once I got to the point where I was watching Castle live because uh-huh. Castle always does like a two parter like mid season, um, and those were like excruciating because it would be like your favorite character is drowning at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Guess you'll have to wait a week, and I'm like, what? Yeah, Breaking Bad Angel. live yeah. is hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But like now that you don't, now that you don't have to wait and don't have to why watch stuff wait? live, why would you do that to yourself? Not necessarily why? live live. But uh, the next gen Lacuta stuff. Best of both worlds, part one. 
the Boom. <laughs> I'm saying it right now, the greatest TV cliffhanger yeah. of all time. I need to watch next and, one. And, 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 oh. if, and if you don't know what it is, basically I'll just set it up. Captain Picard, spoilers. It, it, you know, it's 20 years old. I don't yeah. care. It's spoilers. <laughs> really We're old. Yeah. Uh, Captain Picard gets turned into a Borg, and uh, Commander Riker gets promoted to captain. Now he's in control of the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and the Borg are about to attack the Enterprise, and they've been spending the whole episode building this super weapon that they are pretty certain can destroy the Borg cube. And so he talks to, to Borg captain to try to negotiate, and, and Borg Picard is basically like, we're going to assimilate you, you know, prepare to become a Borg. And they do this really cool camera shot where the camera does a 360 around Riker, and then you just go, and it goes, Riker goes, Mr. Worf, fire. And it cuts to black. To be continued. And it goes, yeah. to be continued. And you're just like, wah, no! And a whole summer, you just, just shaking. Yeah, yeah, because you're just like, Riker just killed Picard. <laughs> I feel like it's not a spoiler, because like, I don't know what any of that means, because I've never watched Star Trek. Oh, oh. When they cue no, I want to watch it. So uh, but I bet you know, I bet you do know about ice skating. Yeah. I do know. I was going to do the segue of speaking of 360s. I was trying to figure out like how good Sarah Michelle Gellar was at ice skating because it looks like it's mostly her. Like it's Yeah. Know, it looks like there, Although the more complicated shots they did a close-up yeah, of like the, the feet. Yeah, like the close-up of the feet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah. but but there her. are some decent shots that you can see like they, like there was the one shot where I was like, "Oh, that's got to be somebody else." And then she flipped towards camera. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's her." But let me tell you, what's I get that this episode was about, like, okay, Buffy, like, wants a normal life. So yeah. this ice skating, she used to ice skate when she was a kid. Sure. So this is sort of her going back to her normal part of life. But, like, the music and the editing of it, like, it just seemed like it was from a different show. Yeah. You know, very, and not like, from Buffy. weird slow motion. Yeah. Like... It's one of those things also where I'm not quite sure in terms of, like, storytelling, like, what the space there... Like, okay, this is a very extreme example. But in Aladdin, the whole thing takes place in a desert. Yeah. And then his low point is he's transported to, like, an ice, like, mountain. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, ah, I see the difference between these two. I understand the storytelling. He's very much out of his element. He's got to get back. He's not at home. How is he going to get back? How is he going to get yeah. back? It seems so far. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ice skating thing, I was like, but it's so different than everything else we've seen, but I don't know why. Yeah. And then a lot of dissolves. A lot of dissolves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like a cut. Like, they were just like, we need to do concept footage for the Disney Channel original movie, Ice Queens. Right? Was that, was, was I, that what it's called? I have a feeling. I know what you're talking about. Skaters Boys. I kind of wonder if they filmed this part one and part two at the same time, and as they were editing part one, they were like, oh crap, the episode's short. You know yeah. what? Let's make that ice skating montage three minutes. They, uh, I remember... Because <laughs> it was pretty long. <laughs> there was, in the commentary for an episode in season four, I'm not going to talk about it, but uh, I remember Joss Whedon mentions the fact that if you ever see extraneous B-roll of suns rising or whatever, or... The Red Roof the episode Tops was short. of Sunnydale. Yeah. It was short. And they yeah. just need to extend it somehow. Yeah, yeah. So That's this, probably what this, it was. This, I think the episode was short. And they, they were like, oh. In the script, they go to Ice Skate. There's one beat of nice moment and the assassins come. Mm. But it's... <laughs> yeah, so they were just like, oh, we got all this footage. Let's just do it, you know? Uh, what's your history with ice skating? I feel like you must have been an ice skater at some point. Uh, I mean, I wasn't like an ice... I was a dancer, but I would go ice skating. My aunt used to take me ice skating. And then I think the last time I went was high school... The last time I went ice skating, actually, um, I would go into New York City and, like, also New Mm -hmm. Jersey. Um, My friend was trying to, like, stop. I had fallen, and he was trying to stop short on his skates. Um, And he didn't because he was, like, really tall and big and, like, clumsy. And he, like, fell and basically – and then, like, the attendant rushed over because he almost, like – bladed me in the face whoa <laughs> which like it was fine and it didn't even seem like it was a big a thing at the time <laughs> but well that's what i thought of because i was like i i like always get nervous with like ice skate blades because they're really fucking sharp yeah, they are like, sharp. On ice. yeah they're nice yeah, yeah no last time i went ice skating <laughs> knife shoes my friend who sucks at ice skating almost like 
because he was trying to like, oh, are you okay? That's insane. And then, like, almost, Had you been an assassin and he was Buffy? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how that would have ended? Yeah. With and, Kendra watching? Uh-huh. And to bring this uh, full circle, you know who else has ice skates in their boots? Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Hey, so that's why I'm a Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I grew up in, believe it or not, an ice skating town because Christy Yamaguchi. What is an ice? Oh, okay. Christy Yamaguchi is from your town? Yeah. Whoa. Or she used to train in Evergreen. And so Eastridge Mall, which was the biggest mall west of the Mississippi for a long time, had like <laughs> Why a, do you know that fact? Because Robert Redford <laughs> made a movie about it. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert Redford from uh, Winter Soldier fame. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Um, he clearly, uh, but Christy Yamaguchi used to train, and so every so often we bump into Christy Yamaguchi, and so like wow. everyone like it was a thing where like, oh, if you didn't ice skate, you weren't cool. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is weird. Wow. But it wasn't like a, a cold town. Yeah. It's in the middle of the Northern desert. California. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like hot hills. All of California, which is the desert. Yeah. yeah. Hot Hills should be the name of a town. That's a good name. I feel bad. Like, like, is it bad that we've gone so far off subject so many times? Is that okay? Oh, no. Uh, that's, that's happens pretty standard. every episode. Okay, it seems pretty standard. Yeah. Like, We're going to eventually meet about that and decide if that's a problem or not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, one, the one I listened to, we stayed. you guys stayed on topic way more than this one. So <laughs> really? Was, you know. On Ashley's, so probably. Because yeah, we yeah. have a lot to say about the snakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um... Well, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before I see the hand getting closer to the bell, uh, so... I have a concern. Can yes. I just bring oh, yes. this up really quickly? Yeah. Okay, so maybe because you guys are slightly older, or maybe I'm asking the audience... What are you trying um, to say? <laughs> yeah. they Do keep, you guys need hemorrhoid cream? No, Where is they, this bleeding? <laughs> they keep bringing up how people, like, unplug their phones, like their corded phones. Sure, yeah. Mm. Is that a thing that people did? Like, no. if people, like, didn't want to be disturbed, did they, like, unplug their phone? Because I feel like for emergency purposes, like, you would leave it plugged it, there, in. There was a... I don't think my no, parents no, ever did There that. was a thing where you would take a phone and take it off the hook. And just leave it off the hook. And just leave yeah. it off the hook. Because once... The, the, your line was busy. Yeah. Nobody could call you. Yeah. But unplugging your phone... I didn't unplug didn't... it a whole lot. I would just... I had a weird phone where it was only half of it. Uh-huh. And so I had to keep it on my desk as a kid. Yeah. To keep the little button pressed. And then if I ever, like, I just probably screwed my family mm. over in terms of making phone calls. Yeah. But, like, I was having, like, I don't know, as the British say, domestics with, like, a girlfriend at the time or whatever. I would just, like, turn the phone over so it was facing up so the button wasn't pushed. Okay, so people did yeah. I just know that, like, because I would get, like, kicked off the internet if, like, I was on it too long because my parents would want the phone line open. Right. Or, like, I would talk on the phone a lot. Or your AOL disc like, ran out. Yeah, or my, well, or my parents would just, like, call up and be like, get off the phone. So, like, my parents always wanted tried to keep the line open as much as possible and sure. they never, like, unplugged it or anything. So I was just like... Uh, uh, and the only time yeah. I would leave it off the hook if is, like, if I was like, oh, hold on a sec, let me go ask my mom something. Like, I don't remember too much pulling it literally out of the wall. No, Because you have to really. go back down under the desk and not plug really. it back in. And also, corded phones uh, work without electricity. You don't need electricity for a corded phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I guess just unplugging We did that because I, 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 I lived in the middle of nowhere, bum-fucking nowhere, Kansas, <laughs> and we would have, like, every couple of months, electricity would just go out for a night. And um, so what we would do is we'd get rid of the portable one that you had to plug in, and we just plug in the corded oh, one because then we had a phone. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Yep. Electricity. Yep. Technology. <laughs> is it, but isn't it weird to think about, like, how, like, again, like, just from looking at the time of Buffy yeah. to yeah. now, like, how much the world has changed. Yeah. Like, That's a lot. Like, Buffy, like, Buffy would be made with cell phones now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Also, so, not to bring it back to a, a point that really doesn't go anywhere, to be honest, but... 
them treating software kids really specially. Yes. Yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a pretty dated thing because like if someone knew how to like code the simplest like if they knew just like HTML tags they would make bold. their own app or yeah. website. Yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. like wow yeah. you're a genius kid. Whereas now it's just like no I've I'm I've run a Minecraft server no. or something yeah. like that. But that's yeah, yeah. the weird thing is they're rebooting all of these '90s shows mm-hmm. and there's like all these new even just like technological things that they're gonna have to take into account. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people kind of like cop out and they're just like oh there's no service like mm-hmm. that's the new thing. Well that that is the new thing especially in horror movies you. You yeah. have to explain why cell phones can't yeah. work now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. To bring it back to M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember right. how we got to M. Night Shyamalan to begin with. But his new movies. Because I brought up Unbreakable and how. That's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. Unbreakable is great. Unbreakable is great. Unbreakable's great. Uh, now I know who I am. Uh, but in his new movie, it's a found footage film about yeah. these kids visiting like, the grandparents. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, but it's so funny because it operates off of the old idea of technology. Because he's, you know... Oh, because he He's not a kid. Yeah, and they keep Skyping with their mom. And they're like, Mom, you have to come get us. You have to come get us on Skype. And yeah. it's just like, you you could call the cops. Yeah. You can Skype anyone else. There's like, yeah. help hotlines. Because mom is like, just chill out. Grandma yeah. and grandpa are fine. And then My, the trailer yeah. ends with her being Yahtzee. And that's still the funniest beat I've ever seen in yep. a horror movie. And I haven't seen it yet. My but. biggest pet peeve was like, there was a castle episode. And they had a phone. And they couldn't use it because they couldn't unlock it. <laughs> but I was like, everyone knows that there's an emergency call button on yeah. iPhones. Like, this is the biggest bullshit. Like, I was so mad. Speaking of stuff that might be bullshit. Uh, the cliffhanger. Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> what do you think? Because cliffhangers, especially in television, yeah. are, are a mixed bag. We talked about what I consider to be the greatest. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and Holland had no idea what I was talking about. But <laughs> the great. Uh, um, was this a good cliffhanger? She basically I, just said, I'm Kendra, right? I'm Kendra the Vampire Slayer. The right? Vampire Slayer. And then it was like, what? Yeah. Uh, at the time when I had seen this episode for the yeah. first time, I don't think I saw it live. I think I was borrowing DVDs from the library to cross through season two because I couldn't find it on TV. Uh huh. Because uh, you couldn't find things on TV. The TV Guide magazine that you got at Lucky's said it was on or it wasn't. Wow, I missed but, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my Soap Digest didn't say it was on. Got it. Uh, but I remember at the, like, the end of that episode, I was just like, wait. What? what? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it was yeah. a big deal at the time. Or just like for someone watching for the first time, not knowing that like... Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know how much we want to get into this if we want to keep everything like PG in terms of like emotional stuff uh, and just general like social commentary. I've already but, <laughs> for a cousin, but it was. I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna say this. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, I think I know I'm gonna be okay. I'm just gonna say it, but whatever. My parents are British, so racism is just in my oh, blood. Yeah. Okay. We're but it was. Be. It was when it, like having like a, a foreigner come into a show that's like Southern California and say like, "No, I'm the hero," mm. was kind of cra- was kind of nuts and not in a way where I was like, "That's wrong" or something like that. But it was just basically something where was like, s- I didn't expect it. Somebody non-white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Where, do totally overplay her accent, though. <laughs> but yes, we're going to talk about that. I, I think cool. that's more of a discussion for episode two. <laughs> yeah. uh, what the hell is her dialect? <laughs> but also, they build her up as a. And while I do feel, I, I don't feel bad necessarily. But well, I she feel kicked weird. Angel's butt. So yeah. They, yeah. They, they immediately establish how much of a threat she is. Although I don't think she could take Angel. I don't. I don't. Angel. Angel goes down like a like a. Poser in he this episode. He was not in his A game. Yeah, this episode. You know, He's playing with a stuffed pig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ricardo. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious about the cliffhanger. It's just interesting. Yeah, they built her up as as, as a threat, mm-hmm. and then when you finally get to the end, and it was that reveal, because like there's more slayers. Yeah, that's crazy. How did yeah. that happen? Like, How did that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Tim Allen moment. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially because you kind of think she's one of the assassins, maybe because right. the people that are going around. Well, they set her up every the editing, yeah. like the, exactly. Yeah. You Juxtaposition. Think, yeah, like even after she made that reveal, I was yeah. like, oh, she's still part of the assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Or she's undercover. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I think it was a good cliffhanger. Like not knowing anything else, 
if I were able to just do this all again. But those pants. <laughs> those pants she was wearing. Come on. We all want them, right? The, yeah, exactly yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> I am looking at Etsy right now for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that is our bell. But that doesn't mean we're completely out of time. It just means we're getting towards the end of our session. Because we are now going to do an extracurricular activity. What that oh, means Lord. is we're going to come up with something on the spot, inspired by the episode that involves us three, and in, in like Jedi spirit, Chris Bramante. <laughs> 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 um, and it's going to be it's going to be decided by uh, by Holland Farkas. So Holland, what are we doing this this session? Okay, um, so I'm really curious. Uh, so the scene where Giles goes to wake Willow's up, Willow up, sure, and her line is like, "Do I warn <laughs> the tadpoles?" <laughs> And he's like, don't warn the tadpoles. I want to know what Willow was dreaming. So. It's amazing. Tadpoles. That was, that's amazing. I totally forgot about that part. I had too. I was like, what is she talking about? God, that was really good, Holly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so are we just saying what we think that she was dreaming of? I think we should enact the dream. Oh, okay. I think we should enact the dream. I think yeah. we should enact the dream. Okay. Like, what is the dream? The best way to go so one of us should be Willow? Well, I think, well, yeah. Oh, wait, no, maybe. Maybe okay. Willow wasn't in the dream. Uh, let's let's do sort of a weird improv-y thing where we're painting the scene but also being in it. If that okay. makes sense. Okay. okay, we're in we're in a we're in a, a damp basement that's that's flooded. A basement, yes, that's been yes. flooded. Yes, there are frogs everywhere oh. and lily pads. And they're sleeping. Yes, they're sleeping, but not soundly. Yes, and for some reason, Giles is in the corner in a clown suit. Ooh. Um, so we start to see see ripples in the water. Uh, Giles notices the ripples. While he is sitting there, he's like a somber clown, like like a black and white kind of like sad clown mm-hmm. reading a book. Um, yeah, it looks like he doesn't necessarily want to be in the clown suit, yes. but mm-hmm. it's like been put it's, on. Yes, and the book is called The Essence of Being. It's a Great book. philosophical Great book. book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, he notices the ripples ripples in the water, um, and he sees a, a pulsating light coming coming from the water. And and uh, uh, up comes a mini submarine, like in Two Thousand Leagues, uh, <laughs> and and uh, the the hatch opens. It kind of bubbles up to the surface. The hatch opens, and Willow pokes her head out and sees all the frogs around her. Mm-hmm. So she's watching herself, watching the frogs. Yeah. But then she hears from inside the submarine, launch all missiles. <gasps> She turns down to say, no, 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 no. They'll wake up if you launch the missiles. Mm-hmm. This she, won't work. She she doesn't want the frogs to wake up because she's afraid of them, but she also doesn't want to harm the frogs mm-hmm. because as much as she despises them, it doesn't mean she wants them dead. Right. And at um, the same time, Giles is just sitting there reading his book, not not really participating. And she can't reach him because <laughs> she yells, the frogs will yep. wake up. Yep. She's trying to get his attention, but she can't move. And still there's like the, and, and the voice, by the way, in the submarine is the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Launch the missiles! <laughs> you slowly... You, yes, Governor! <laughs> uh, you hear the tune of Yellow Submarine, but it's slowed down. Probably like, like 1.8. As slower. if it was like in like a superhero yeah. trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Willow is trying to reach out to Giles. She makes frantic movements without disturbing uh, anything. She's hoping that if she mimes to him, he will be able to see her and mm-hmm. be able to and she will be able to get his attention but he's just so he's he doesn't even seem like he's that engrossed in the book it kind of seems like he's just ignoring her at this point which is kind of rude of it, clown giles and then in slow motion willow looks back down into the submarine and sees paul of the beatles in his full yellow submarine garb reaching towards the button that says missiles which leads her to say 
Don't wake the tadpoles. Don't warn the, do oh. I warn the tadpoles? Do I warn the tadpoles? That's what the line do was. I warn the tadpoles? Do I warn the tadpoles? <laughs> and thus she wakes up. Oh, and then she wakes up. One detail that we left out of that, by the way. Oh, okay, sure. Was that uh, one of the frogs has cheese on their head. Oh, interesting. Ooh, interesting. Gonna plant that. We'll come back to it later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our final bell, which means we are all wrapped up for the session. Thank you so much for joining us. A part one, What's My Line? Thank you so much, Jason, for yeah. joining us. Hopefully you like me so much, I'll come back for part two. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We're going to decide okay. in the 30 seconds it takes to stop and start the card again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, again, Chris will probably be with us uh, next week or for us in 30 seconds because uh, hopefully the storm in his life has passed mm -hmm. both literally and metaphorically. Got it. Uh, but in the meantime, Jason, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N, and on YouTube.com slash Jawin with the same spelling. And uh, September 14th is the premiere of the Redshirt Diaries every Monday for 20 weeks, 20 episodes so of the Redshirt Diaries. Omar wrote a couple episodes. So you should be uh, partially invested, and maybe you'll be able to tell which ones Omar can write. Or it'll be in the credits. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, if you love this show, you love Omar, uh, you like me and Star Trek, <laughs> unlike Holland. Go. I, <laughs> I just haven't gone around uh, watching. Yeah, YouTube.com/slash Jawin, or for easy access, TheRedshirtDiaries.com. Check out Jason on DCL Access. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. You've met some of the greatest people in the entire world. Uh, yeah, I met the I met the doctor. I met I Peter Capaldi. It was great. You have like the whole like hit the thing yeah, does with his hands. Yeah. <sighs> Everything. No. Holland, where can they find you and uh, your pictures of Peter Capaldi? And my pictures. <laughs> yes, I I know him personally. No. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, uh, Facebook Holland Farkas, Instagram Farkland. Um, my writing is kind of everywhere at the moment. Um, I haven't really specifically been writing for one place. Um, and youtube.com slash teltoheartxo. Maybe I'll update that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, plus. I say keep it at this point. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Omar. You can always find me at youtube.com slash 2 geeks or at number 2 geeks on Twitter. Um, and uh, if you ever want to just chat with me personally, it's just at Omar Najam. And you can find anything and everything related to Sunnydale Study Group at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast on Twitter or at Facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group. We're also on Instagram, so if you want to check out our Instagram pictures. And apparently on their Facebook, they're going to tell you what Holland's job is going yeah. to be. Yeah. And, and Chris's. Yeah. yeah. That should be fun. I'm looking I'm, forward to it. I can't wait to find out yeah, Chris's. Yeah. So like, so cannot compute. So po politician, what was yours? My cement mason. Cement mason. Let's see if they can beat those. What does that even mean? <laughs> like a, the person who puts down cement. You totally click the box that says like, "Do you like cement?" Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> How do you feel about the name Mason? Great. Do you like menial tasks? <laughs> Smoothness. One to ten. Ten. You know what? That's going to be a fun thing because I feel like that would be a great... Because I'm like really OCD, so I like doing things that I can just be super organized about. Mm. I'm excited about that'd your answer. Nice, I really yeah. I want to hear it. Smoothing out cement. That'd mm. be so gratifying. What if you were cement mixer? <laughs> Ooh. You and I can start a business. What if, you, what if all three of you get cement people? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then it means this podcast cement was meant to be. That would be a great... That's great. My mind is racing now with different superhero comic books you can have out of that. The Cement Trio. The Cement Men. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Well, this cements the end of our episode for part one. Uh, well but done. we will be back in a week for part two. Yeah. Um, so please join us. Thank you again for, for, for hopping on, for talking with us, for listening to our thoughts on this episode and our history of ice skating. We will see you next week. So until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then.
Should we do mind meld really quickly? Sure. Just for fun? Yes. Help me out. Okay, so mind meld is where we all say a word. Okay. And then without communicating anything else, we try to say the word that connects all three of our words. And the goal is to say the same word each round. Okay, let's just do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> One, two, three. Money. Corn. Oh, I was supposed to say something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, cool. Right, go ahead. That's okay. New, new One, words? Yeah. Brand new words. Okay, okay. One, two, three. Crayon. Ring. Space. Space, ring, crayon. Okay, it's got to be one word. What's one word that connects all of those in our minds? Ready? One, two, three. Lantern. Galaxy, <laughs> Galaxy lantern. Omar. <laughs> I think we can do this. I think we can do this. All right, ready? One, two, three. Green. I said lantern. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. I'm counting it. I'm counting it. That was great. I think it's the first time we've ever done that. That was the closest. <laughs> Recording. Cool. We've All right. Done. I feel good about it. Good. Do they get to hear?